Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Friday PM. Let's talk about it. Praise the Lord, so good to see you again. Wherever you're watching from in the world, you are so welcome. And if you're a newcomer, if this is your first episode, you are very welcome indeed. And we pray you'll be mightily blessed today as everyone else. And that you'll catch up on some episodes maybe that you haven't seen. There's a whole lot on YouTube. Just put on, go to the Vinesong channel and just put Friday PM in and you'll see all of them come up. And so you, we pray you'll be mightily blessed. Well, it's great to be together, guys. It's been a while. Yes. yes. Nice seeing y'all. We've been on tour in Czech Republic. And we no. saw amazing, wonderful salvations and miracles. We were in different uh, prisons. And uh, we ministered all in Czech, and Kate uh, was our interpreter. She did a great job. Yeah, she did a great job. And uh, it was just wonderful to be out on the road again, something that we haven't been doing for a while. Yeah, well, we've been out and about, but uh, we're in York at the moment, and so we're on location, as they say in the movies. Uh, (laughs) But great to be out here. As you can see, a lovely backdrop. We would have been out here but it was a bit windy today, so we decided to be indoors. Uh, but uh, it's great to be together again, and we hope that you have been mightily blessed with the Vine Song history. I know many people have said that they're still watching and they might have missed a few and then catching up on a few. So we pray that you have been blessed just by the testimony about what God has done. And we know you've been blessed with uh, Mary's episode, with Isaac's episode, and and uh, so, yeah, happy that you're with us today. We've got a great topic. And when you saw the topic about going to the streets, maybe you're wondering, mm, so what does that mean exactly? And uh, we'll try and tell you why we chose that subject. Is because uh, some time ago, we were at home like many of you were, perhaps during the lockdown time or during COVID or now working from home. And it's almost like the Lord gave us a little bit more of a perspective because we have not been home much in a normal calendar here. We're not home much and we just got a new passion to see our streets and our neighbors being saved and being touched by the love of the Lord. And not only that, but to take authority where we are living. And so we're going to talk about that because this is not just for us or for someone that's in ministry. It's for all of us, every single one of us as believers. If you have accepted Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior, if he's the Lord of your life, then you have authority in your street, in your community. There's a reason why you're living where you're living. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So... um do you have a scripture to start off, us off with, Charlene? It's always nice to start with the verse. Have you got yeah, somewhere? we've got to always go to the Word. And uh, I was really blessed because in Mark 16, verse 14, uh, he starts where Jesus, after he was resurrected, appeared to the 11 apostles. And uh, the first thing he did was he rebuked them. He <laughs> reproached them for their uh, unbelief. And I was thinking, my word, you know, uh, they've been with Jesus for three Years they watched him die. Now they see him risen from the dead and they still do not believe that he's actually alive and among them. So he approached them, reproached them for their uh, unbelief and for their hardness of heart in verse 14. Um, 
And he says, because they had refused to believe those who had seen him and looked at him attentively, even after he had risen. So they were actually staring at him thinking, is this real? And then he said to them in verse 15, go into all the world and preach and publish openly the good news to every creature. Verse 16, he who believes um, uh, will but he who does uh, da, 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 is baptized and will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And verse 17 says, and these attesting signs will accompany those who believe. So um, uh, uh, he sent them forth to preach the good news. And then he said, there's some things that will follow you when you start doing that. And uh, they're great uh, uh, promises that will happen if you do go out into your street, your own road, just your own street and, and have the faith just for your own street. And he says, in my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new languages. They will pick up serpents and they will drink anything deadly and it will not hurt them. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will get well. And then it says in the next verse, uh, after he'd spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and he was seated at the right hand of the Father. It was the last word he spoke before he went to heaven, is to give us a commission um, to go into all the world and preach the good news. And I don't know, I don't know about you, but it's sometimes hard for me um, to, to think about go to all the world uh, and that's what we do but since the lockdown since we've been in our home uh, just to have that close perspective of going you know what let's do it in our own street let's start there mm. or, or start with our two neighbors on either side and let's start praying for this neighbor and that neighbor and and perhaps uh, what touched me lastly was that um, maybe we should come to the first place is to repent and ask the Lord uh, to heal us from our unbelief and our hardened hearts and to get our spirits ready before we go out there and say, I repent of any unbelief, of any hardness of heart, Lord, heal my unbelief so that I might go into all the world and with your power and with your authority and set the captives free. I think that's a problem for most people is I think I don't know, you might be watching and think, well, I don't think I have the authority. Or I don't think maybe I can do it. And I think many times that's what people struggle with. Maybe that's not for me. I don't think, can I do that? And I think that's what I believe the Lord wants to do today is to increase your faith, perhaps, um, increase your knowledge of the authority that you have in Jesus, that we can go out and do these things because we don't always feel like doing it. We don't always feel capable, able um, but I think if we're willing, <laughs> that's a pretty good start. So maybe you can ask God to make you willing today to be open for this, to be used more of Him. Rachel, just tell them maybe what happened, um, that what we, what we went out and did eventually, mm-hmm. and we went out for that, for that walk, right? Yeah, because we, where we live, um, there's a bridge and actually there, there've been a few people have jumped off that bridge, committed suicide, and we really thought that we really need to go out there and intercede for our street, intercede for our area and not allow this thing to continue happening. We 
decided, listen, we, we have to stand up because if we don't stand up, we're just going to see this thing happening again and again, more families being bereaved. And also we just continued to the end of the street and we just went out and we just prayed. We just prayed for our street and we want to continue doing it. It's not something that we have done a lot of, but we, we did do it and we did realise we do need to pray for our area um, because the, there are many things going on. And, so, and, and the oil, eh? Yes, we went we to yeah. the place with oil and we remember we'd, we'd watched a video of a, a man who had been a Satanist who used to do astral projection. He used to go into different areas and wreak havoc. And he said the areas where he couldn't do anything is where people were out on the streets praying together. He said where um, Christians were together praying didn't matter the number. He said that he could do nothing in those areas. Satan had no dominion, had no authority. And often we think, well, you know, a little old prayer, a little old me, it's not going to do anything. But it is doing big things in the heavenlies. It's big, doing big things spiritually. We may never know the impact that it has. We may never hear. Um, but hopefully one day we will know yeah. what the effect of our prayers has been um, in our areas. Yeah. It was an act of obedience for me. And, and I must be honest with you, the Lord put it on my heart that we must go and, and anoint the houses, each house. We all took oil, didn't we? We each had oil and we anointed every home as we walked past one night so that they don't look out during the day and think that we're a little weird. <laughs> so we, we went into a quiet time. It was late in the evening. And um, what inspired it, basically, I don't know, if, was this in the history where John shared about when they were in Tongod, when they went to the streets with all the Hindu cinemas? Did he, did I he didn't tell about I think he that? mentioned it, but I was just thinking of that story. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, John told the testimony when where Vinesam started is just north of Durban in a little town called Tongod. And he and a pastor friend of his, I think, they went one night and they anointed all the Hindu cinemas in their street with oil. And they commanded... Yeah, not the cinemas, just, just all the occultic... Oh, the um, occultic... Uh, places of worship on their yes. street. And they anointed those with oil and just said, in the name of Jesus, we claim this ground and let it be used for the kingdom and we come against any form of darkness here and commanded every other spirit to leave. And years later, isn't it, this pastor contacted John and he said, have you heard about the revival in Tonga? And he said, no, what's happened? And that very street where they prayed wow. was the center of the revival. And so that really inspired me. And uh, so the Lord put in my heart to go and do this. But I tell you, months, months went by. Okay, I'm ashamed to say. Months went by. And every now and the Lord said, when are you going to do it? I'm like, Lord, next week. And the next week comes and something happens. We're busy or something happens, something happens. And then one time, just for the sake of obedience, most, mostly, may I say, I just said, Lord, please, Give, them a, give us the courage. We need to go and do this. And uh, Christoph, you went with, what was it like for you when we went out there and prayed over the hubs? It was a great night. Yeah, it was uh, great to finally go out together and, and just take authority over that street that we went mm. over and those houses. So we went uh, over on most of the houses on the street and uh, we prayed together in this, this one one square yes that was nice when we got to the end yeah that was great yeah so also i heard of people praying over uh, cities this uh, one pastor i know before he goes to a, a ministry in certain area in in the country he, ta he takes the map and, and and just puts hands on on the map and and just goes spiritually ahead so um, I, th I think that's a nice nice idea to have 
that street uh, where you live, where we live, uh, because we go to ministries in different places of the world, but basically we also have a home that we go back to and, and this street that we are on, it's nice to also have like a local sort of ministry authority over this this area. So, yeah. Like we're based there and some other Christians are based elsewhere and this is how we can create this sort of... M- um, map of intercession, I don't know how to say it, to, to cover the areas with just spiritual uh, authority, this, this, this uh, spiritual covering of God's protection. Absolutely. Yeah, very powerful. Um, Zach, I remember you came back from town one day and you also had, you on a walk somewhere and you also had some encounter or prayed for someone or something. <laughs> I don't know if you remember, I don't know. You also came over the Recently bridge yeah, some time ago. I thought you, you you also had an experience on our street. I don't know about the street. Maybe maybe a couple of years ago, but I, I don't remember. I, I do remember just uh, before we went to the Czech Republic, I went to go for a haircut and uh, I was just with the barber and I've been praying for this guy just because like I'm going to the same barber now every, you know, every time to get a haircut. I'm like, well... Am I wasting my time and, and, and money just, you know, going to the same person over and over and over if there's going to be, you know, like eventually like some witnessing, some sort of uh, something I can give him from, you know, silver and gold I don't have, <laughs> maybe 20 pounds for a haircut. But, you know, I, I could tell him about Jesus. And mm. um, so I was praying for him and I was sitting, I was sitting in the chair and uh, I was just thinking, okay, now I'm going to tell him, you know, after when I go to pay and uh so then I was battling because I was like, no, I've actually, I'm a little bit tight on time. You know, you, all these thoughts start coming and you're like doubting whether you should say anything. And then I got to the tilt and I was like, at that point in time, it was quite early and I was like not having the greatest start of the day, but I was just like, you know, what? if I don't do this, I'm going to leave that I'm not going to be happy that I didn't say anything. So I was just like, Hey, and he's a Turkish guy. And I was like, Hey, do you know, do you know Jesus? And he was like, <laughs> he looked at me and his face, he was this, he was not smiling up until now. And he, he totally lit up like a Christmas tree. And he was like, he was like, yeah, he's, I said, you know, Jesus, I said, he loves you, man. He's got a great plan for you. That's all I said to him. And he smiled the biggest smile and it gave me a smile. And I went home like skipping home, you know, as such, I was rejoicing. Just, just a little thing that you can, you know, share with somebody in your town or uh, whether you're at the store or is it your neighbor? Because Jesus said, love your neighbors. And it's the people closest to you. You know, it's easy for us. We're in an environment where we can go, we're very privileged because we go from church to church to prison to, you know, conference to venue to this place and that place. And we're like, we're very privileged to be in this environment, a group environment of like-minded people. And this is what we do. We tell people about Jesus and it's very comfortable and easy to do it in this environment. But when you step outside the environment, you're suddenly back to where you were before you came to the ministry and you're like, (laughs) you know, but the more you do it, the more you get over yourself. And I think that's the key is just get over yourself and just do it. Wow. Just tell somebody yeah, about Jesus yeah. and your neighbor It's your neighbors. We're to love our neighbors. You know, it's the easy, it's, it's, it's what God told us to do. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think you, you're also stirring that kind of passion that we need to make a difference where we're at. Why do you have the neighbors you have on your street? Why are they there? Mm-hmm. If they're there, it means they're there for a reason, for a reason. Now I know some neighbors are not very nice neighbors, they're also there for a reason because sometimes those that shouldn't be there, one can even pray and say, Lord, if they're not good for my environment or something, we can even pray for other neighbors to come. We need to take authority. 
or either reach them um, for the Lord, go and witness to them. But if there's a total resistance and you really feel that's a negative environment, you can also pray that. We prayed that. We had neighbors next to us, remember? Yeah. We had people that were renting next to our yard, and they were very rowdy. Um, they were swearing a lot. Loud parties late in the night, music. That yes. was just, and Ruben was small then. My, I was at my son, Ruben. This guy was listening to music that got swear word in it, and it was right under his window where he, where he was doing school. And I had to walk over the fence, and I said to this guy, Hey, I'm sorry, man. I know you're working here, but this music that you're listening to, my son can't hear those words at this age. And actually, the man was quite nice. He was yeah. quite understanding and turned the music off. But we said, Lord, if it's not your will for these people to be there, please, can you remove them? And it's, what, a month or two later, these, they were gone. And so much so that they've, you know, things have just changed there. And we've built our fence higher and, and they've, the whole demographic there has changed. But we can take authority. Uh, we, can't, we have the authority in Jesus to change our world for Jesus, to make an impact to make a difference and ask the Lord to make the opportunity. I think many times it's just not being open for it or not asking him. Look what you did. If you had not asked and been open for it, 10 to 1 that situation wouldn't have come up. Yeah, and, ten, and 10 times I've been in that situation having not asked and nothing's happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's very important. I think the one thing that I see from the Mark 16 verse is that they had fellowship with Jesus first when he came to see them. And in that fellowship, he told them what they needed to repent of before they went out. Mm. And for me, a little light bulb went off there that it, we need to spend time with Jesus and hear from him what we need to change in our hearts before we go out. Because I think many times we do go out thinking we've got authority, but we haven't prayed it through and we haven't spent time in the presence of the Lord himself and heard from him what it is that we need to get ourselves prepared before we go out into the, because it is a battle. And, and there's a price to pay. There's a cost for eventually the mighty things that will happen. And that is being on our knees saying, just deal with me first with any unbelief, with any hardness of heart. And uh, let me repent. There's such a beauty about repentance and about a humble uh, place before him and getting throwing yourselves at his mercy saying, use me. I don't want to do anything in my own strength because I think there has been a history of Christians who have said something at the wrong time, said something unwise, and it's been out of their own strength that they've done it. And I know I pro I, I'm sure I've done it as well. And then you, you really uh, leave a bitter, you know, um, uh, you know, atmosphere behind when you do it and so I'm learning now that I have to go asking the Lord to just pile wisdom on top of me mm. and to um, let me go in authority so yeah going back into his presence praying it through uh, one thing that we've mentioned before in Vine Song is uh, John, who stayed in a block of flats. Or, I was just thinking uh, about that. I wish we had John here to, yeah, to tell yeah. me. But he did, I think he did share that on the, on the history. He I did, think. He yes. did. Okay. Yeah, but he prayed for number one. He moved in there and said from number one to number 14, right? Yeah. And he said, Lord, I want you to save each and every building. 
Uh, every every person in every flat of this whole building. It was the start of his ministry, really. Yeah, really. If you think, if you about, think about, about it, ministry. Yeah. And the Lord said, "Okay, go start ahead, praying. start yeah. praying." Yes. Mm. And he started praying for number one. And it's nice because you don't lay yourselves this huge task before yeah. you. You just do number one. Yeah. Mm. And when number one happened and the guy got saved, both of them started praying for number two. And number two was a hard one, I think, or number three. Mm. And he was a tough one because apparently he was never home and John had to time it. And eventually he got there early in the morning, like five o'clock in the morning, knocked on the door. And the guy opened and, you know, kind of, why, why, what are you doing here? And John said, well, I'm, I'm here to invite you to our church. We're doing a Christmas program. And the guy kind of called him in and um, he was saying, oh, God, what do I do? And then he saw the guitar. Mm. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. He saw yeah. the guitar in the corner and he was mm. like, uh, oh, uh, he's got a guitar. We've got a Christmas program. Would you like to come? It's got music. And the guy said, is this a church with God in it? And John said, uh, uh, yes, it is. He said, well, funny that you're here because at three o'clock this morning, I was thinking if I take one more uh, Can, glass. I got up to, he said, I got up to take a drink and I said, God, what do you say if I yeah, said God? Yeah, if you don't if you don't reveal yourself today, then I will become an alcoholic and I'll that'll be the end of my life basically. And he was born again, mm. number three, and he became a worship leader eventually. So they all eventually all the homes were uh, saved and he said he'd come back from work and there'd be one light on in one of the buildings and he knew they would all be there having a Bible study and having a great time praying and worshiping. And it was, he said it was such an exciting time. We have the authority to pray our neighbors into being and it never feels like power. It never feels powerful because I know I've got a few friends who I'm praying for and, and they're on my list, boy. And every day I call their names and I say, Lord, I pray for them to be saved. Call them into the kingdom. It's time for us to start hmm. um, praying before we start walking out there. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think it's got to do with a heart change too, because if you just centered on yourself, your needs, what you need, what I need today, what I need to do, I think then we can't get there. I think we must ask God to change our hearts that we have got a very selfless outlook. Because if you're just surrounding yourself with yourself, you can't even think about what the neighbor needs because I'm just thinking about my own needs. Say, Lord, break my heart for the lost. Let me see my spiritual eyes where they're going. They're going to hell. If God has put them around you, maybe that's on your watch. Our towns are on our watches. If our town goes down spiritually, it's on our watch. It's on our streets. So we need to, we need to pray for our, our nations, our counties, or our states, um, then your town, then your street, then your neighbor, and then yourself. We must be all-inclusive. And I think that's where we need a heart change. And as you say, um, then to really use the Word of God. It says here in, in 1 Peter 4 verse 11, If anyone speaks, they should do so as one who speaks the very words of God. If anyone serves, they should do so with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and power forever and ever. Amen. So to use him, he is the one who does it. And I think for John too, it was in any situation like that, it's Lord 
you need to do this. I don't know how to do this. And we don't know. We don't know. Wow. We don't know how to do it. Lord, we don't know how to do this. We don't even know what prayers to pray. But if you're not going to be out there at the place of praying, then what? It's never going to happen anyway. So many times the Bible says, when you get there, I will show you how to preach, what, what to do, what to say. Just go out there, man. When we went out there that night, we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> we didn't know what we were going to pray. And then sure enough, someone in the team, even when we came back to that to the entrance, then you said we need to anoint further down as well. We didn't go past the driveway to the other side. Just out of the road. That was a bit, yeah. And then Zach said, no, we've got to go right to the corner. We haven't done that side. And, and then it becomes really exciting spiritually. It was really exciting. Um, and one thing that, you know, I'm thinking of, you're talking about, uh, it just being a change of heart is like one of the easiest ways I think to love people is to pray for them. And that's something the Lord's dealing with me about as well is spending time praying for people. And, um, it's something that I, I really need to grow in personally is because it's difficult. Like you said, it's not easy. It's not a walk in a park no. to pray for people, but, um, and we've got so many things to do. We've got so many things in life, you know, life is so busy, but, um, you know, five minutes of praying for somebody every day or praying for some people every day is like, that's the, that's one of the only things out of the 24 hours we have in a day that actually is going to have some eternal significance, some eternal impact. Mm. You can pray somebody into the kingdom. And John Piper had this great um, teaching. This is like 30, 40 years ago, but they just recently played it. And uh, he, he said, he said, how can you say you love your neighbor if you're not praying for them? It's the easiest thing. You don't even have to get out of bed to do it. <laughs> that's true. And he's got a, you know, he's got a point. Yeah. And so yeah. that's something that I'm really, you know, I'm really, uh, I guess, trusting the Lord for because mm. we can't do it in our own strength. Yeah. No. And, 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 and we can't do it in our own strength because we don't know what that person needs. If that mm. person has had a conversation with God in their mind and they said, God, show me something today. You can't, we want to make templates and recipes for everything. Mm. We want an operating procedure, you know, A, B, C, yes. C, follow this path. Yes. yes. But that story, this one guy told us about the worship leader who came to the pastor. He said, pastor, I don't know, but the Lord told me I need to do cartwheels on stage today. Mm. Now, where in the template or playbook is doing cartwheels in the middle of worship? But this guy went out and did cartwheels on stage. And at the altar call or after the service, I can't remember, a man came forward weeping, mm. weeping. And he said, I said to God, if you're real, I want to see somebody do cartwheels on the stage today. And that guy gave his life to to Jesus right then and there. It's like God is the only one who knows what somebody needs to hear. And so we can't do it in our own strength. We need to be praying. And we we need to plan these things too. Someone says, if you're failing failing to plan, you're planning to fail. We've all heard this. But I like what you said, Christoph. And maybe if there are home groups meeting together or if you have another friend or that's a believer why don't you guys meet somewhere maybe they can go for a prayer walk and say listen before we have dinner tonight let's go for an hour prayer walk and go from there to the place or let's let's just go and pray for our streets i think that's a good way forward can you imagine if every household every christian household prays for their street and their town can you imagine how quickly the whole world can be covered with prayer if we all actively do this it's going to be so powerful so like what you said that they actually planned have a strategy, have a plan. If God gives you a strategy or a vision for it, go for it. Plan and do it. Who knows? Your town could be the best praying uh, group of Christians in, in your whole state. You could be that effective. It can be electrifying. People can see you and go up to you and say, I see you guys doing. What are you guys doing? Well, we're praying. Why are you praying? Hey, we believe in Jesus. 
We need him. We need his authority. Oh, well, can I join you guys? Yeah, sure. Come on. This could be so exciting. It could be extremely exciting. Christoph, you haven't shared again. What? You like you 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 have a real heart for evangelism, yeah, and I've seen yes. that. Yeah. When we first met Christoph. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> yes. it's the it's the essence of Christianity to actually go out and 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 share the gospel with people. Like, yeah. uh, the one church you mentioned once, they have this sign on, on at the mm-hmm. at the exit of the church that. Now you're entering the mission field. So you come into the church, which is a safe place. You come to a church building yeah. where the church meets. And yes. then you, you're exiting the meeting and you're actually entering the arena where you can uh, take from that encouragement you had during the meeting and give out and actually preach the gospel. So it's it's nice to meet with the church you know, in, in the safe place, have worship together. It's all nice, but that's not the essence of the faith. The essence yes. of the faith to go out, and you don't necessarily have to do that in a, in a specific uh, outreach place on on a, on a camp on a special event. This is day to day thing. Like Zach said, you go to a store, you say God bless you, you say uh, Jesus loves you, you say that if you have a problem, you can you can pray to God that exists, not to some sculpture or whatever. Because we have all these ideas that I came from a. A religious church where we pray to sculptures, we pray to angels, you know, and they don't do nothing for you. Yeah. The God, is it the God yeah. who does something for you? And uh, you, you can you can you can meet an atheist or person who says, "I don't believe. I'm I'm a good person, and and I don't need a God necessarily." Uh, we met recently this this uh, guy who came to pick up something from us. And he says, no, I believe I'm a good person. Mm. But um, I like what this, this this nice evangelism on YouTube is got nice. I think Living Waters. Yes, yes, he's so good. Living Waters <laughs> Ministry, I think. I yes. think this is what it's called. <laughs> and, and it's okay. got a brilliant line, line of questioning because what if somebody tells you, I'm a good person? Yes. Like, how do you know you're a good person? I'm a good person. <laughs> what scale are you using? Are you using your scale? <laughs> is is my no. my scale better than your scale? No. Okay, uh, was Adolf Hitler a good person? In his scale, maybe he was a good person. Yes, yes, scales over his eye. Okay, maybe. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh. maybe you have you have Gandhi or some other. I know you have a Peace Nobel Prize winner. Is he is that person a good person? On what scale? Yeah. Because um, yeah. uh, good people go to hell, yeah. somebody said. Yeah, it's true. And yeah. broken people go to heaven. Yeah. Why? Because it's it's a different scale. There's a nice video on, uh, you can find on YouTube where people go to scale on on the scale in front of in front of God's throne in front of the angel right before entering heaven, and it's all nice, good, good, and bang to the bad, because they haven't accepted Jesus. There's one bad person that gives the file with all the wrongdoings he's done and and he gives the file away and then jesus steps in and says no 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 this i'm stepping in in front of him because no. i'm covering all that sin that's that's gone and he's answering on the stage bang he's he's, he's good because on god's scale if if god's created the universe it's worth at least finding out uh if if that's true yeah. you know because uh you might be doing well in this life but if there's more um, you, you might lose a lot not believing in the one who, who yeah. created everything because wow. if you do not believe that's one thing but 
Uh, is it worth taking the risk at least not trying to find out who created right. everything? Yeah. Because if, if, if there's nobody who created this whole universe, you're on the good side. You, you're fine. Just, <laughs> you just live, you die, and that's it. But if happens so that there's someone behind this whole thing, you might lose a whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to ask Rachel just to pray for us as we end our time together. And maybe something has resonated with you. Something has been said or there's a, the Lord stirred your heart in some way, shape or form. And I know the Holy Spirit has stirred someone out there just to reignite you in your faith, giving you that extra step of courage and the excitement of what it's like to walk in, in the authority of Jesus. Wherever you go, through your, your streets, uh, to your neighbors, to your friends, wherever you find yourself, be that light, be that salt. Don't, don't lose it. Don't think, oh, well, I've tried and it doesn't work. Don't think, well, I, I don't think that's for me. I don't think I can do it. Know today that God is with you and He wants you to have fulfillment in life. And what we've been talking about is a very, very big part of that that makes your faith real, it makes it practical, it makes it a daily experience, not just, as Chris said, a weekly experience when we go to church. So, Rachel, why don't you pray for someone that just needs to have that prayer today? Well, Lord, we just want to thank you for this time that we've been able to share. And Lord, we just pray that, Lord, that people who are really, they're thinking about going out, they want to go out, but they are fearful, they um, harbour unbelief, and, and many of us are in that situation. Lord, we pray for boldness. Lord, just to say, God bless you, even just to say, you know, I'm praying for you to show concern for others, to show love for others, to share that love with other people. Because in essence, in sharing that love with other people, we are sharing you. So God, I pray that you would um, ignite us and help us to know that we're not insignificant, that what we have, that what we have to say and what we have to share with others is important. Some people are not just listening to our words, they're looking at our actions. And we pray that what we do and how we live would be um, conducive, would really walk alongside who you are. That people would know, Lord, that we are yours through, your, through the love that we share. And that love would be the thing that would cause them to question, to question their existence, to question what's going on and to really go on a quest themselves for that love. Lord, you said that you came to bind the brokenhearted, to set the captives free, to proclaim, to proclaim liberty, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that as we go out, that we would continue to proclaim that, your liberty, the people that are brokenhearted, they may have wealth, they may have so many things, but Lord, they don't have peace. We pray for the peace of God. We pray, Lord, for healing. We pray for deliverance. And Lord, we pray that as we would go out as your emissaries, not as powerless and not, and not having anything, but having you and knowing that having you is in itself life eternal. And that itself also really does something in people's hearts and lives. So we thank you, Lord. We thank you for going out, helping us to go out with simplicity, not with um, big ideas, but with simplicity, knowing that you will do the work, that you love the people and that you want to bring them to wholeness, Lord. And we just want to be a part of that. So God, we give you all the glory and the praise. And we thank you for people's lives that will be changed for eternity in Jesus name. Amen. 
Well, praise the Lord. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for joining us. And may God bless you on this journey of faith as you walk out with His authority and His power and His love wherever you go. So from all of us here, God bless you and see you again soon on Friday p.m. It's the place to be. Bye. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will He keep His anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is His mercy toward those who fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, 
so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Jesus 